Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production, enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Well, come on, baby, don't you wanna go? Well, come on, baby, don't you wanna go? Back to the same old place, sweet home, Chicago. I'm Jake Hassan, joined by Chris Nano and Kevin Lapka again. Josh Lyle is unable to make the program this week. So the three of us are here. We're going to break it down, get you ready for Sunday's tilt against the Rams Sunday night game. Bears are back in prime time. Hopefully they show out on the national stage. Boys, right off the bat, what's our confidence in this game going forward, scale of 1 to 10? confidence well that's a that's early that's a tough question early off the bat you know i'm gonna go with a seven i'll go with a seven um not the most confident but you know you know when anyone asks me to pick a number between one and ten i feel like seven's the go-to number so i'm going with seven i mean you look at the rams and you can see that they have just as many if not more issues in the Chicago Bears. This isn't the same Rams team that is the NFC champion Rams. They're very different right now. They have they're dealing with a ton of injuries, you know, as are the Chicago Bears. But this is to me a very winnable game and a, a game that the Bears can definitely sneak out a win for. So uh huge, huge opportunity for the Chicago Bears on national television on national television to change the narrative of the team at this point. So I think we're all just really excited. I'll go with a seven for confidence confidence level. Um, yeah, you guys might be shocked at what I'm about to say, but, um, I'm actually at a 10. Um, I think the bears are going to win this football game. Um, I, I just, the Rams are, are beat up. And like you said, Kevin, uh, we are as well. Um, but I mean, I, I just, the Rams do not scare me at all. Um, and people want to talk about Mitch and, and stuff like that, but, but Jared Goff has not been much better if at all. Uh, so that's that's, you know, one thing that people I feel are not talking about enough. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm honestly at a 10 and I, I'm I'm not even kidding. We got a 10 from Chris Nano. We got a solid 10, that's, uh, pretty much guaranteeing a win is what he's doing from Mr. Yep. Negativity over here. So <laughs> this is groundbreaking stuff, folks. Um, I got to say, though, I'm riding Chris's wave of confidence. I'm at about eight and a half, nine. The, everything just screams Bears to me in this game because the Rams just haven't looked like the same team they were last year at all. And that team was held to six points by this Bears defense. And I, I think that the defense, while fierce, and you obviously have Jalen Ramsey out there, you obviously have uh, Aaron Donald out there, and it's going to be in L.A. this time. I still think that if it every time it's gonna that it comes down to a defensive grind – I'm always taking the Bears 10 times out of 10. And I think that the offense, once again, will do just enough 
to get you a win because I don't see how Jared Goff can make anything happen against this Bears team that this Bears defense that's hungry too. I mean, you heard Eddie Jackson talk about earlier this week how he's hungry for a touchdown. He's hungry to get back in that end zone. So I would I would be scared to be Jared Goff right now. Yeah, and they've got an opportunity to take advantage of it last year in that matchup, which I know we'll reference a lot in today's episode because it's relevant. Uh, Jared Goff threw four interceptions in that game. So, I mean, this is a guy who, since in his last 16 games, has thrown 16 interceptions, which is seven more than Mitch Trubisky in his last 16 games. So, yeah, Jared Goff isn't playing great football. He's a guy that can can get completions and utilize uh, his receivers. But when it comes to, you know, producing touchdowns and, you know, not throwing the ball away, he's not the best at that. So, you know, you want to talk about a breakout game. This is the opportunity for Khalil Mack. This Rams offensive line is broken right now. And again, not to say that the Bears offensive line isn't, but. We're talking about the Rams offensive side of the football. They're dealing with injuries. They, they, the, the, uh, the Steelers last week had four sacks on them. Guys have been going haywire on this Rams offensive line, and I expect the Bears to do that as well. And, you know, if, if they do all these things, I mean, you guys mentioned it. I mean, I, if you just straight up look at paper, what you see from injuries, you know, from stats of recent games and all of that, you know, it, it you could favor the Bears. And for some reason, you know, this is a crazy line. They're six-point underdogs. Now, I know it's on the road. It's in L.A. But, I mean, the Rams are 1-2 and two in L.A. this year. You know that that stadium isn't necessarily a home field advantage mecca, especially when you have the Chicago Bears, who travel as one of the best fan bases in football. Um, you know, I, I expect the Bears to win this football game as well. And and I know you guys are on board with this. So, uh, you know, as far as it com- when it comes to Jared Goff, and this Bears defense being hungry, they got to take advantage of, uh, of what he has done lately and, and what the offensive line looks like for them right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that, that was kind of my biggest point um, in terms of like my confidence. I, they, the, the Rams are, I believe, starting uh, are going to be starting three guys who have been pretty untested, um, guys who you know haven't seen the field too much. Um, and their center is out and a very experienced, um, tackle is out as well. So, um, they're just, I mean, they're, they're moving, they're moving guys around trying to figure things out. Um, and I think this is the perfect opportunity for this bears, uh, for this bears defense to absolutely destroy this team. Yeah, I know the Rams will definitely be starting two new guys at offensive line, uh, new just this week because of their injuries and, you know, we've seen what can happen when an offensive line doesn't click. I mean, we saw it with the Bears earlier this season. It took forever for that offensive line to get going, and unfortunately it took Kyle Long going on IR um, to figure that out and to get David Montgomery into a consistent role. So, because the only person that really scares you here is Todd Gurley. I don't think Jared Goff scares anybody, uh, especially not this defense, certainly not myself personally. So Todd Gurley is really the one that scares you. And the Bears know how to dial in on a superstar player. And even though, and even then, further to that point, Jared Goff isn't going to have a lot of safety blankets because Brandon Cooks is out too. So really, you just have to dial in on Gurley and Cooper Cup, I guess. Yeah, and, and and I'll even go to say I'm not scared of Todd Gurley one bit. I mean, you, I mean, what has Todd Gurley? Uh, sure, Todd Gurley is a 
top 10 running back in football. He's done it the past few years. He's he's an all pro. He's a he's a pro bowler. But when it comes to this year in 2019, he just he hasn't done it. And again, it's not maybe it's not a discredit to his talent. Maybe it's just what's going on with their offensive line. I mean, we talked about David Montgomery's woes earlier in the year. And we said that maybe the root of those issues wasn't because David Montgomery didn't have talent. It's because his offensive line was helping him out. So here we are in uh, week 11. And it's the same exact situation now. But on the contrary, for the Rams. I mean, as a running back, I don't care how good you are. I mean, you look at Ezekiel Elliott, what he's been doing with the Cowboys. They've been having a, a offensive line issues. He hasn't been running as well. It doesn't matter who it is. Um, if you have a poor offensive line play, you can't run into a wall and get 10 yards out of it. It just doesn't work. So, you know, I'm not scared of this of this Rams offense. I'm not. And, and I think we can say that after what we saw last year, them putting up six points, we have the formula. And I know it's a different defensive coordinator, but not just us. I think the rest of the league has the formula against the Los Angeles Rams. So it shouldn't be hard to shut this team down, even on the road. I think I think the more focal point in this game will come uh, with the Bears offensively versus the Rams defensively. We'll get to that. But as far as what Todd Gurley and that offense poses, I don't think you as the Bears are scared one bit. Yeah, I mean, to... The whole thing with Todd Gurley, I think, I think injuries are, are slowly but surely starting to catch up to him. Um, I, I mean, I still think he's a very talented running back. I'm sure you guys would agree with that. But um, you know, with the, the the whole injuries, you know, added on with you know the offensive line problems, he hasn't been too effective this year, and I don't expect that to change this week. Um, Cooper Cup is definitely a guy that I think we have to watch out for. Um, but I, I feel like, you know, with Brandon Cooks out and what we just talked about with Gurley, I feel like he's going to be a focal point. So if they take Cooper Cup out of the game, I think the Rams offense is going to struggle a lot. Yeah, I definitely see a long day for the Rams coming. But, you know, we keep referencing last year's game, uh, last year's win over the Rams, and that was also in prime time. Um, the thing is, that was in Chicago. That was with a Bears offense that was, you know, say what you will about the Bears offense last year. Um, I know this is where Josh would chime in that Jordan Howard was the key to everything. (laughs) Um, But they had consistency. You knew what you were going to get, and you knew you could count on them to at least make the plays. We've seen that a little bit more. Um, We've seen some baby steps taken forward, some progressions, but there's still always the chance that this offense doesn't get off the ground and sputters like it did in the first half of the Eagles game. So that's a concern, but I think the Bears, they showed on this past Sunday against the Lions that they're hungry, man, and and they really want this, and they really are are looking for this and to kind of run these next four games, which are all winnable games. Yeah, and sure, it's worrisome that this offense can kind of stall whenever. But you talk about that game last year, and they had a, the Bears offense had a terrible performance last year against the Rams. I mean, Mitchell Trubisky threw three interceptions, one touchdown, only 110 yards, yet they win the football game by two scores, 15 to six. So you know, but the underlying thing on that was uh, Jordan Howard. Again, you mentioned it, Jake, 19 carries for 101 yards. So uh, it's going to be crucial to just you know keep this Rams offense off the field, control the time of possession, and they did that in that game and then really what it comes down to when you look at some of these takeaway statistics is who takes the ball away more I mean you saw Jared Goff throw four interceptions you saw Mitchell Trubisky throw three but we got that extra interception the extra takeaway we were able to get ourselves into good field position uh and eventually put that game away with a final takeaway there in the fourth quarter so to me that that's going to be the tale and and honestly quite frankly Mitchell Trubisky isn't a guy that throws a lot of interceptions he misses receivers but 
he doesn't throw the ball into traffic. So to me, I think if the Bears win the turnover battle, uh, they won't have much of an issue. And that was certainly the case last year in December. And again, this is a different style of football. We're talking about warm weather in L.A., uh, again, at the Rams stadium. Um, so it's not cold weather type football that the Rams weren't used to, but it, it should pretty much be the same formula and you know with with what the Rams are doing running the football I expect them to hold Todd Gurley to under 50 yards like they did last year and and put the pressure on Jared Goff to throw it around and take advantage of that so um it's going to be interesting to see but I think when you really look at that turnover margin that turnover battle uh that that's going to be a really really important factor on who wins this football game yeah, no, those are all great points. My my thing with the whole um with the whole offense thing is I mentioned it before the Lions game last week is I, I truly believe that the offense just needed to see it happen. They just needed to see the execution happen. Um, so that's kind of what I'm basing my confidence off of. I fully believe that the offense is going to improve after that Lions game. Um, and I know the Lions defense is definitely not it's definitely not good. It's definitely not good. So that's something we gotta we gotta mention as well. But um, I, I just, I, I still think, I, and I'm, I'll, I'll die on this hill. I've been saying it pretty much every, every week. I, I think there's just too many talented guys on this Bears team. Um, I, I still do believe that. And if, if David Montgomery plays, I, I, I think the offense will be fine. I, I truly do believe that. I don't, yeah, I, I am pretty confident, and that goes into my eight and a half, nine confidence rating for this game. I, I feel good about where the Bears are at. Again, we just want to see those small steps forward, those small progressions, especially from Mitch Trubisky, obviously. Um, the big key here for me is going to be Nagy. We know Sean McVay is a smart coach. We know Sean McVay is really good at calling a game. For the most part, I mean, I know this year hasn't been great for the Rams, but still, Sean McVay is considered one of the top coaches, one of the smartest coaches in the league. What I'm worried about is Nagy getting too far in his head thinking that he has to outsmart Sean McVay. And that would be my one concern because we have seen times when Nagy tries to be the smartest guy in the room or he gets too conservative or this or that. And so I'm a little worried about that part. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's something that Matt Nagy has improved on. I mean, you, you look earlier in the year at some of these uh, some of the games that the Bears played, and you talked about, okay, Matt Nagy trying to outsmart the other guy, get too cute, do too much. But as the season's progressed, we've seen him kind of, you know, limit that a little bit and, and, and kind of get back to the basics. And he's brought that up numerous times in press conference and such. So it's been a point of emphasis for them and for Matt Nagy. And I think in this game, if you want to win, you know, it, it's going to take a little bit of creativeness here and there. But not total creativeness and total absurdity. I think you just got to stick with, you know, what you did against the Lions. I mean, that was really basic stuff that they did. They're moving the ball down the field well. You get your receivers open. You you execute, and it all should be good. So, again, you know, we could talk about the creativeness, and we could talk about all the ticky-tack stuff. But the bottom line is execution. And, you know, they proved last week what can happen when you do execute. So, you know, a good week of practice, good week of preparation. You know, just do things the right way. Keep it simple. But, hey, even if you do do some you know different things here and there i'm not opposed to it you look la- again again last year's game we had santa slay right you, you have an offensive lineman catch a touchdown pass and that being the only touchdown uh of the whole entire game so you know if it comes to that you know i'll, I'll take it but um you you would like to see a more simpler approach because you're right Nagy can sometimes have a tendency to do that but uh from what we've seen in his history against sean McVay, um you know, it seems like he knows maybe what he's doing uh, offensively. So uh, let's hope that persists. Yeah, um, you know, 
Kevin pretty much nailed it. Uh, I, I think, you know, I'm feeling a lot more confident that 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 doesn't happen. Um, you know, I, then I, then I would maybe in week five because, you know, he was they were trying to do some some insane stuff and it just wasn't working. But I mean, like Kevin said, it's back to the basics now, um, you know, and, and I, I don't mind the creativity either. You know, it, it's something that you're, you're going to ha- you have to be creative. It's something that you can't shy away from. Um, just got to limit it and, and, you know, make sure you're doing the basic stuff right. And then the creativity aspect will come. Yeah, I think that the basics is the biggest point. And Nagy has talked about it all year. But, you know, we've seen a little bit of a struggle to get to those basics at times. So, I, I again, I'm confident. I think that this will be okay. I think it'll end up working out. I think Nagy is starting to learn to kind of, I guess, coach within his bounds, within his limitations, so to speak. Uh, I don't think limitations is the right word, but you guys know what I mean. Yeah. Um, Mitch Trubisky, let's talk about it. Always going to be the topic. I think this is going to be a topic for the rest of the season that will have to be talked about. But what are expectations for him in this game? I already mentioned Jalen Ramsey's out there. Uh, Aaron Donald is out there. This is a tough Rams defense. He had a bad game against them last year. Now, again, the same thing applies. That was bare weather. This is sunny L.A., so things can change. And But Mitch was arguably better last year than he is this year. So there's some... Uh, yin yang there some highs and lows there that you have to consider what are expectations for him Chris we can start with you yeah I mean in my all I've been thinking about leading up to this game is one thing and I know for a fact Rams players especially specifically guys like Jalen Ramsey are going to be trying to get into Mitch Trubisky's head all night Uh, that's something that it's it's obvious it's going to happen uh, my biggest thing is I just really want him to drown out the noise. Um, you know, the, he, he played he played well last week against the Lions. And it's just I just hope he can, you know, just find a groove and just keep that going. Um, it doesn't have to be pretty. Uh, I, I just I really think he can get it done. He just needs to drown out the noise, you know, play, get the get the ball in the playmakers hands, like we always say, um, and let them make things happen. Um and you know, I, I, I think Allen Robinson is gonna Allen Robinson is gonna have a good game as well. Um, him against Jalen Ramsey is gonna be a matchup to watch out for, of course. Um, but yeah, I, I'm honestly not too worried, and I I can't specifically say why, other than the fact that um, you know th- that you know they did it last week, and I'm just kind of just praying that they you know progress on that. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I just think the biggest thing is drowning out the noise. I think just, you know, going back to the basics and, and I think Mitch Trubisky is going to get it done. You know, Chris just said it right there. I think Mitch Trubisky is going to get it done, right? Well, basically, you know, getting it done, I think in a victory doesn't mean throwing for 300 yards and three touchdowns. This is going to be a defensive battle. It's going to be a game that's won in the trenches. It's going to be a low scoring affair. So if you're one of the uh, 40 or, you know, 20 million people watching this game, I'm sorry, you better like defense because that's what you're going to get uh, on Sunday Night Football this week. So for Mitch Trubisky, you know, you know, this this Rams defense, you look on paper and you see these names, right? You see the names of Aaron Donald, Dante Fowler Jr., Jalen Ramsey, Eric Weddle, and you're like, oh my God, this defense is unreal. Well, you know, you look at the stats and, and, and they're not as good as you'd maybe think. They're, um, you know, 
they had 55 points dropped on them uh, by the by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers earlier in the year. I mean, th- this is a defense that is not the best defense uh, uh, in football. They're not even a top 10 defense right now. So I think for Mitchell Trubisky, you know, what you got to do is you just got to go out there and, and and execute and throw the ball to some of your, your second and third wide receivers because we talk about Allen Robinson and Jalen Ramsey. And as much as I love Allen Robinson, Jalen Ramsey is a very, very talented, arguably top five cornerback in football. So you got to get it to Anthony Miller and Taylor Gabriel. And we saw a little bit of that last week. So that was good. And, and some of these wide receiver twos have had success against the Rams. You look at Chris, Godwin had 172 yards and two touchdowns earlier in the year. James Washington last week uh, for the Steelers had 90 yards and one touchdown. Alex Erickson, even from the Bengals, had 97 yards. You're talking about third, maybe even fourth uh, wide receivers there for some of these teams. So you got to look. I think Anthony Miller has a day. But, you know, again, bottom line is Mitch Trubisky's got to execute. And I think he'll probably, you know, it'll be a Mitch Trubisky stat line. It'll be 175, maybe 200 yards for, you know, a touchdown or two. But in this football game, that should be enough. So, you know, Chris said, he said, you know, I trust that he can just get it done. That's it. You can just get it done. And 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 maybe for the future, that's not what's going to we're going to need for Mitchell Trubisky. But in this game, uh, in this environment on national television, I just want to see Mitchell Trubisky get it done. So, uh, again, you know, my expectations aren't extremely high is, and they won't be until he can prove that he can do it on a consistent basis. Uh, but in this game, you know, I, I do expect him to, to, to do enough for them to win this football game. And, and really, that's all you need at this point. I'm all about not setting too high of expectations for Mitch. I'm very much in the mindset for the rest of the season of, you know, there's a baseline of, I think the baseline is probably the Lions game of him just doing enough. And I would like to see some nice flashes here and there. Uh, I think that's where I'm at. And I'll be happy if he does that, Kevin, just what you said, 175, 200 will be fine. Just do enough so that the Bears can win. I would like to see him move around a bit. Because we know he's at mm-hmm. his best when he's on, on the move. And so I would like to see that a little bit more. Know your strengths, play to them. That's really the big key for me. And you know what? I know David Montgomery is he's questionable as of today. And it's unsure if he's going to play on Sunday. Obviously, we're hoping he does. But, you know, because Tariq Cullen would be the featured back and. Really rough time for the cut deadline to come up because we could have used Mike Davis yeah. now. Uh, this is that situation where you could have used him and what you signed him for, but now he's going to the Panthers. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see how that develops because, you know, if you take away David Montgomery, we've seen what happens sometimes when he's a non-factor. Is that something we're worried about? Chris? Um, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It, I'm trying to think I've been trying to think about this like so now I'm just thinking out loud um if Montgomery doesn't play what exactly do we do at running back I mean Tariq Cohen okay I mean Ryan Nall Ryan Nall Cordell Patterson maybe Mm -hmm. I mean it's it's not looking too good if I'm being honest um but you know I the, the fact that that the Bears didn't sign another running back um, you know, just, just a guy for this week or something like that, um, gives me hope. Uh, and not just that, I mean, I'm sure they have a game plan for if David Montgomery doesn't play, will it work? I don't know, but I'm, I'm hundred percent sure that, that, you know, Matt Nagy knows what he's doing when it comes to this. Um, so it, it's, it's worrying, but I, I think it's something that they can, they can prevent, they can definitely prevent. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think Dave Montgomery will play. I mean, we're talking about a rolled ankle 
I mean, I, I'm sure all of us in this podcast have rolled an ankle before. We've dealt with it. You know, some some Advil, some tape, uh, and, and some moisturizer can go a long way for that. And I think uh, on Sunday night he'll be out there to play. But, you know, in, in the rare event that he doesn't, he's a center questionable. Listen, has a game-time decision. So it is a little bit nice that it is a later game in the day. I guess you get an extra, what, eight hours or so uh, to see how that's going to heal up. But, um, you know, you, you guys hit it. You said it's going to be Cordero, Patterson, Tariq Cohen, and Ryan Naw. And I think the interesting thing about that is if Dave Montgomery doesn't play, you're out there throwing in uh, running back uh you know formations and and personnel that the Rams have never seen and have no tape on so you know in a sense maybe it, it could eventually play into the advantage of the Bears I mean we haven't necessarily been excited from what Tariq Cohen or really what Matt Nagy has done with Tariq Cohen in the backfield but when it comes to Ryan Nall I mean we haven't seen Ryan Nall uh in a game in a regular season game All right, Kevin, I think you hit your mute button on accident. It's okay. I have hit my mute button. I have hit my <laughs> mute button. Uh, I was my finger, <laughs> my finger went over the pad and I accidentally hit it. I think I left off about <laughs> absolute perfection here on this show. Uh, I think I left off with Ryan Nall. Is that right? Yes. Ryan Nall. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, this is a guy that the Rams have no tape on. I mean, no one has no tape on him, and 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 you never know. Maybe uh, it's a breath of fresh air. And Cordero Patterson uh, hasn't gotten the most opportunities, but I mean, that guy is so big and strong, he can grind out yards when necessary. Uh, so you know, who knows, man? I mean, maybe it could play eventually play into the Bears' advantage. But uh, if I were to make a prediction, I do think Dave Montgomery uh, is going to play. And it's obviously a little bit concerning. Um, if he doesn't, but there is that little silver lining there that I just mentioned that could uh, eventually play in the advantage of the Bears. But if not, too, one more thing is, you know, Mitch Trubisky's got to step up, step up uh, in that case as well. So, um, you know, ho- ho- hopefully he will play so that it's not as much pressure there on Mitch, but we'll see. Yeah, a rolled ankle always, is always tricky, I think, because it could go any couple ways, and they have to take a long flight to L.A. now, um, mm-hmm. and you don't, you never know how a flight is going to affect something like that. I am. I will say, if it turns out that Montgomery can't play or is limited, he does play, but he he's kind of his usage is scaled back. I will say, I'm excited to see Ryan Nall and what he can bring. Uh, kind of in that same vein, Kevin, because I feel like we've been on his kind of hype train on his side definitely for the last two years. I think we all like him. We've liked him in the preseason. He was a preseason star. I think he's the new uh, Tanner Gentry <laughs> of. Uh, who of who we like preseason guys that we yeah, like. Right. And so I, I think I, I would like to see what he's got. And I think that'll be interesting to watch and keep track of um, because that guy's a bruiser, man. He'll just run people over. And so that's always fun to see. Um, and, you know, just a straight line runner. And we'll see if, how much usage he gets. If he gets some goal line carries, um, maybe more of a fullback role, role. The return of the yeah. fullback would be awesome. <laughs> um, We've been uh, seeing it. Yeah, we have. A little bit. And so it'll be interesting to see how Nagy adapts the evolution of what they do. So that'll be super interesting. And I think this is a very good litmus test for the Bears. Uh, I think this is really going to show you where you're at for the rest of the season going forward, right? You'd think. And and I'm going to I'm going to make a point that I'm going to ask Chris what he thinks about. It. I mean, some of these things are, are blessings in disguise, you know, and, and these kind of things happen in sports all the time. You'll see a guy go out with injury. And again, it, it happens all the time. Some of the best players in NFL history got their first opportunity because a guy went down, they come in and they just excel. And I'm not saying Ryan Nall is uh, the next Walter Payton, but 
you know, sometimes, you know, it's the best thing in disguise. And we've been clamoring for Tariq Cohen, I think, to get more carries just in the right play calls. Um, so maybe, you know, two years ago when, when Tariq Cohen was on the field uh, as a running back, I would get excited, man, because you never know what he can do. And we, we've we seen glimpses against the Atlanta Falcons that first year in 2017, against the Steelers with that overtime run. I mean, just fantastic stuff from Tariq Cohen. So maybe if Dave Montgomery is out, we'll see a, a larger load for Tariq Cohen and maybe it will it will show that, okay, maybe we should have Tariq Cohen in the backfield more just running the right plays for him. Um, so sometimes these these things are a blessing in disguise so i just wondering what you guys think of that um you know if maybe it will bring more of an opportunity for Tariq Cohn and, and it kind of reveals something that's been hidden uh and something we haven't seen from his abilities out of the backfield this year yeah no um i i really like the point you made um a little bit ago when you said that you know they don't have any tape on ryan Null, um and you know that that I feel like it's not it's not as black and white as oh if David Montgomery doesn't play we lost a good player so we're gonna lose yeah. the game it's it, there's so many factors that play into it um, and you know like who knows Ryan Nall could could break out for 150 yards who knows who, like really <laughs> I mean you can't predict something like that so um, I really do like uh, that you brought that up and then back to what I was saying I mean Matt Nagy. He, he knows that David Montgomery is banged up. He know, he ha, he has a plan for it, um, and, and I'm sure they'll they'll find a way to work around it. Um, so yeah, absolutely, I, I absolutely agree with that. That's why I just I, I just I, I don't think David Montgomery being out would would you know lessen our chances of winning. I I truly I, I don't mm-hmm. think that at all. Yeah, I don't think it lessens your chances of winning. You just got to show the ability to adapt. Is all. Um, continuing on, let's talk about the other side of the ball. We talked about Danny Trevathan and that injury. Um, He's obviously going to be out. But Nick Kwiatkowski, he filled in admirably. He always has whenever he's called upon, whenever his name gets called, his number gets called. Um, I think he's turning into a fan favorite because of that. And he plays tough. He plays well. I think we don't give him enough credit. I think he's underrated, um, which is unfortunate because he's going to be a free agent. And it's going to be tough to keep him, I think. But... I don't think the Bears defense will lose too much of a step. Obviously, Danny Trevathan has some qualities that you can't just simply replace with anybody as far as leadership and as far as motivation goes. But from an X's and O's standpoint, I think Nick Kwiatkowski keeps you right there uh, at an elite level, and I think you're happy with it. But what are we expecting from this Bears defense on Sunday night against the Rams? Yeah, I, I would a million percent agree with that we talked about that a little bit uh on the recap episode and how you know the defense even when he was in there and the two times this year that he's been in there they have not skipped a beat and they've looked fantastic uh with Nick Kwiatkowski in there and again it's not to say Nick Kwiatkowski is better than Danny Trevathan but it's just to say that they're they're not skipping a beat and, and you love to see that and I think a lot of us right now aren't too worried about the fact that we lost our middle linebacker and, and we're pretty content with the fact that Nick Kwiatkowski is there but I mean you look at what the Rams pose offensively right no Brandon Cooks we talked about that you know they're missing offensive tackles they're they're they're, they're dealing with injuries uh you know after Cooper Cup goes for like 200 yards against the Bengals he goes for zero catch and zero yards against the Steelers. So, you know, the Rams right now, it seem like they don't really know how to get the ball to their playmakers. They're 20th in uh, offensive rushing, 20th in third down conversions. They can't stay on the field. 22nd in turnover margin. They give the ball away the 26th most in the league. So for me, that's the, that's the out of all the stats I just presented, that's the one that's the most important to me. You give the ball away 26th most in the league, 
I mean, you can't win the football game a lot when you give the ball away more than three times. So I think the Bears absolutely need to feast on turnovers. And I've been clamoring for it. And I've been saying, you know, it's kind of like with the Mitch Trubisky thing. It's like, oh, this is the week where the Bears defense gets three plus turnovers, right? Well, this is, you know, a great opportunity for that. They did it last year. They seem to know uh, that offense a little bit better. They seem to know Jared Goff. And right, these guys are hungry. Hungry. I mean, Eddie Jackson said this is the longest time he's gone in his life without taking a touchdown to the house. And Khalil Max only had one sack in the last five games. So if you want to talk about a breakout game, I mean, this is the perfect time for it. Not only for Khalil Mack and for uh, the rest of the defense, but, you know, just for the team as well. So I, I, I'm i expecting huge things from the Bears defense. I'm expecting them to hold the Rams to under 10 points, and I'm expecting them to feast on that offensive line. And I, you know, I'll make a bold prediction later about what what I think Khalil Mack's going to do. But uh, th- this this is a huge opportunity for the Bears defense to have uh, that breakout game in the flashes from what we saw last year. Yeah, um, to me, I mean, we've talked about, um, you know, make-or-break games. Uh, we talked about the Chargers game being make-or-break, the Eagles game being make-or-break. But... You know, I think this game is also going to tell us a lot uh, specifically about the defense. Um, you know, we, we talked about how we've been struggling to get pressure on the quarterback. You've been getting dominated in the trenches. And, you know, this is the perfect opportunity to get it going. Kind of like what we talked about Mitch last week against a defense that wasn't very good. Um, and, I mean, one thing about Jared Goff is, I mean, with all due respect to him, he he, he just – you can see sometimes that he plays scared. Um, and I don't I, – I believe um, – you guys remember in the summer when they do the top 100 players and, and whatnot? Um, yeah. I believe in yeah. the in the Khalil Mack video, he said he, I forgot what he said, but it was huge. Just he he was terrified of Khalil Mack, and he basically said something <laughs> along those lines. Um, so I mean, for for Khalil Mack to have that that type of weight in someone somebody's head, um, I, I think is gonna be is gonna be key in this game. Um, so I I mean I'm expecting them to to, to blitz a lot um, to try to get Jared Goff rattled. Uh, once once Jared Goff is rattled, uh, I mean, there's not much he can do to to bring himself back. So um, I, I'm I'm expecting the defense to, to have a breakout game as well. I agree with all of those points. I think Jared Goff does seem to get scared, but the thing is, you can make that argument about Mitch too, unfortunately. So um, yeah, yeah, 100%. I, you know, throwing stones in a glass house here, but uh, yeah, I think I think it's I think Mitch is a tier above or at least a step above Jared Goff as far as talent or rankings go, however you want to, uh, you know, label that. But this defense, back to them, they are so hungry. They want, they're looking for those splash plays, and they got damn close last week uh, a couple times. I, Leonard Floyd had a couple QB hits. I think he's going to have a couple sacks. I think Khalil Mack is going to feast on this uh, on this put together band-aid offensive line but i'll save that for kevin because he said he has a bold prediction um my bold prediction will be eddie jackson jackson finally gets one i think to the house yes all right i think eddie jackson finally takes one it's his time he's looking for it this is the perfect opportunity with jared goff with a battered receiving core with a battered offensive line he's going to be rushing he's going to be rushing his throws rushing his reads and i think that's just a perfect storm for eddie to take one uh, Kevin, I'll get to you. Let's do the Khalil Mack corner with Kevin Lapka. The Khalil Mack corner. The KK <laughs> well, corner. The Kevin and Khalil. <laughs> Uh, I would first say that I, I like your Eddie Jackson prediction. I think he's going to pick. Um, you know, again, we talked about the interceptions and all, and I think that's very likely. Khalil Mack, though, I, I, when I do bullet predictions, I go big. 
All right, I go big, and I'm going five sacks. I'm doing it. I'm going five sacks for Khalil Mack, Jesus. and it's, it's it's unbelievable. <laughs> it but bold. I mean, think I, I'm just thinking about like uh like I don't know some 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 energy, right? And he's had all of this energy just building up in him, and it's like a superhero. And when when it's when it's full, it just bursts, and he goes crazy. I mean, again, one sack in five games. I mean, how hungry? I mean, how this guy wants it all right now? And and I, I'm a huge believer in like. In, in breakout games, right? We see slumps in every single sport. And then it's just boom. It's an explosion in a breakout game. And, and someone will drop 50 points for a team. Or a guy will hit three home runs in a game uh, in baseball. I, I think for Khalil Mack, he's getting five sacks. He's taking over. And again, th- this isn't a situation where I'm saying Khalil Mack is going to get five sacks against a top 10 offensive line. The only reason why I'm making this prediction is because of how bad this offensive line is. And how afraid Jared Goff is of him. You know, I don't trust Jared Goff's pocket presence uh, and his 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 uh, mobility once Khalil Mack breaks through that first line of defense in the offensive line. You talk about a guy like Carson Wentz or a different guy like that. Sure, it's on. Un, it's unreasonable to say Khalil Mack would collect five sacks against that offensive line and against that type of offense. But this, you know, why not? I mean, obviously five is it's a huge number and it's kind of a stretch. But uh, you know, I'm expecting a lot just with uh, what has been playing out so far with Jerry Goff and with that offensive line. And, and other teams have proven uh, to do it against them. So you know, why not have this? The best, the best defensive end in football to do it. Yeah, so um, you know, my, I I wouldn't say this is bold, um, but it's more so of a prediction. I think Kyle Fuller and Haha Clinton Dix both get an interception in this game. Um, I think Haha Clinton Dix returns onto the house for his, I believe, second of the year. All right, um, just fade me, Chris. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I just um, the the whole Eddie Jackson thing. Um, I, I, I don't think he's playing bad. I, I think people are kind of over, over, they're overdoing it for sure. Um, I think teams are just not giving him the opportunity to make plays. Um, yes. they, know, they know he's, he's dangerous. Um, they know he's a playmaker. Um, and you know, they know his range on, on a football field. So, um, I, I think teams, teams aren't, aren't stupid. They know what type of player Eddie Jackson is, um, which is why I'm expecting them to kind of, I wouldn't say target haha Clinton Dix, but kind of you know, push that way a little bit more. Um, and we know Haha Clinton Dix is a playmaker himself. So um, Haha Clinton Dix and Kyle Fuller, both with the interception. Yeah, I like that we all are looking for different things and have these different predictions. I just want to touch on the Cleo Mack thing really quick. I do think that he has a great opportunity here. I kind of referenced that a few minutes ago, but I think there's a really, really prime opportunity for him. I won't go five sacks. Um, what's the come, what is come the, on, baby? We're going big. Let's go. Put the I, prop bet on it. I wouldn't be surprised. But what is the <laughs> what? Is, I'm going to look this up right now. That we're going to get the research and development team out here right now. Single game record. Single same single game sack record. I'm going to look it up seven. right now. I believe, I believe it's Derek it Johnson. Is, Chiefs seven. Is seven. Yep. Derek. Yeah. Derek Thomas. Derek, Derek, Derek Thomas. Thomas. Yeah, Derek Thomas. That's right. In so 1990. So, all right, if anyone was going to do it, if anyone was going to do it, I would say Khalil Mack would be the guy. So, I mean, he's had five in his career before. This isn't something he hasn't true. done. He did it yeah. with the Raiders against uh, against Denver, I believe, yeah. Uh, yeah, at some was. point. So, he's done it. Why, why not do it again? Let's go, Khalil. I mean, we, we've been waiting for that type of performance all year. Uh, and, and, again, I'm a huge believer in the breakout game, and I think this is it for him. I, I just yeah. I just wanna I, could, I just wanna say something. I usually don't do this, but 
I, look, I, I just want to give a huge shout out to Haha Clinton Dix and Buster yeah. Screen. Um, I, I, these guys, like, I'm not going to lie to you guys, and I know you guys know this, but I was so worried about these guys replacing Bryce Callahan and Adrian Amos. I was, I was actually terrified. Like, I, all summer, this, this was like the biggest thing, you know, that I was thinking about. Um, and they've come out and, and they've done great. Both of them, like, they deserve a huge shout out. I, I, I can't stress that enough. Chris said some things about Buster Screen in the summer that maybe he might want to revisit. We went from we went from Buster Screen being Chris's biggest concern to Chris's profile picture on Twitter being Buster Screen. <laughs> so huge, huge turnaround in that department. But you love to see it in those situations. You're always happy to eat your words, I think. And then it's okay, you know, we're people too. You know, this is Bears Nation podcast. You know, sometimes we hit our mute button mid-sentence. It happens, okay? We're people out here. <laughs> we do some God things out here. But honestly, uh, I've been dicks. Um, you know, I'm trying to find the tweet right now. I can't find it. Uh, I saw something that said he has been one of, the, like, the top coverage safeties in the league this year. And, again, it's it's going so unnoticed. Because when you think of great safeties and you think of guys who are having a great year, obviously the first statistic that comes to mind is interceptions, right? Yeah. And and this Bears secondary hasn't gotten that. But just think, as a Bears fan, how many teams have gone down the field on these safeties? I, I can't think of many at all and many plays specifically where the, the, the coverage has broken down between Ajax and Han Clint Dix. And, and Chris hit on it really well. He said they're not getting the opportunity. Teams are coming into the game saying we're we're throwing the ball within two seconds, short, quick out routes, five, ten yards, not letting Eddie Jackson, Han Clint and Dix get involved. So it, they're, they're quietly, quietly playing very, very good football. And again, it, it, maybe not, it maybe won't be something that will get them into the Pro Bowl, but – I mean, you know, you're make you're just doing what you need to do, and, and you're doing your job, and you're doing it well, and I think that's the most important thing. So, uh, to, just to go off of that, yeah, huge credit to Hog and Dixon and Buster Screen as well, both playing great football, and it's got to continue on Sunday. I think it will. I think that part that goes into our confidence levels. I think the defense is a big part of that, and I, I will say that the Bears defense has some injuries of their own, but we've seen guys step up. We they've acclimated i think at this point to the keem hicks loss the danny trevathan thing will be a little bit more but like i said kwiatkowski has filled in admirably there and you know who else you know who i want to shout out this year akeem hicks being down roy robertson harris has been great and he's been really really solid i mean obviously akeem hicks is a star and he's one of the heart and souls the heartbeats of this team but roy robertson harris is a massive human we've talked about him before and he has done a really, really nice job. Um, you might not hear his name all the time, but he's always there. He's always around the play. And I, I really like what he's done this year. So shout out to him. That, that He's my shout out for this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. 100%. Let's get to some score predictions. Let's do it. Sunday night game, Bears-Rams. Uh, I do think that this will be a lower scoring game again, just like last year. Uh, I do think there'll be some more points than there were, but I'm going to take 21-14 Bears. Okay, so you're going with all touchdowns. So that that's, that's pretty interesting to me. Um, I am going 13-6 to 6 
Bears. Again, you know, I'm going to it's going to be a low scoring football game. So I know there's a lot of people who clamored for uh, getting the Ravens versus the Texans flexed in to Sunday night football because of uh, Lamar Jackson versus Deshaun Watson. Obviously, everyone wants to see high powered offenses here on primetime. But, you know, this is going to be old school type football. And that's just the way we love to see it in the 100 season of the Chicago Bears and the 100 season in the NFL. Um, So I'm going 13-6 low scoring game fighting the trenches absolute battle down L.A. And I think the Bears persist. Yep, I'm I'm gonna go 17-7. Um, I had that haha Clinton Dix touchdown prediction, um, and then I think Mitch will probably throw one, and then obviously a field goal. But um, I, I just I can't see the Rams doing too much on our defense. I, I'm confident uh, in the defense. Um, I'm confident that the offense will do just enough, like we've talked about in this episode. Um, so yeah, 17-7 Bears. Good. We're back on. We're back on the train of Bears wins. I like that. Yep. This is a. Oh yeah. We're we're on the right track, boys. We're getting back to what we know. We're getting back to this team, what we know. And you know, I want to end this just by looking ahead a little bit farther past this Rams game because mm-hmm. I want to look at the next few games coming up for the Bears. And I think we referenced this on Tuesday, and I said we'd talk about it today. You know, you have the Rams, beatable team, very beatable. Then you have the Giants, who are one of the worst teams in the NFL. Daniel Jones doesn't look quite as good as he did in his first couple games. Hey, you might get an Eli Manning sighting even. Then you have the Lions again, who you just took care of and you are historically have taken care of. Stafford, still his status is up in the air this week. Not sure where he'll be at that week. Then you have the Cowboys, who also don't look mm-hmm. like a, the great team that we thought they were. They're, what, 6-5? and five, five I think. and 4 Five and four. There you go. So this is a team that doesn't look like the powerhouse we thought they were. Um, You know, we got Dak Prescott getting memed on Twitter again. So, you know, all is right in the world. So, you know, these are four very winnable games. And then you have the chance to go into that Packers game at eight and five with a chance to get right back into that playoff picture. So I, I think this is a very, very important stretch for the Bears that I think they can really take advantage of. Absolutely. And uh, I'm just looking at this week, week 11. We've got the Carolina Panthers, who are 5-4, play the Atlanta Falcons. And no matter what you say about the Atlanta Falcons, they have wins against the Saints and the Eagles. They can pull off a win at any time. So if the Carolina Panthers lose that game, they're 5-5. Five five. The Cowboys play the, the, the Detroit Lions in Detroit. Um, you know, the Cowboys lost to the Jets, so we don't know about them. If they lose that game, the Cowboys would be 5-5. Five and five. Minnesota plays Denver. They'll likely win that. Philadelphia, they play New England. I doubt they're going to win that football game. They would drop to 5-5 five and five in that scenario. And then if the Bears win, you're talking about them having the same record as the Eagles, the Cowboys, and the Panthers, if all those things I mentioned hold true. So the Bears are very much in this and need to to absolutely capitalize on this opportunity they have and on those games going forward that Jake mentioned. And 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 what he also said was, we play the Cowboys, right? And unfortunately, we lost to the Eagles, but we play the Vikings and we play some of these teams that are in contention for these the, this final wildcard spot. So the Bears really do have a chance here. Uh, and, and it all starts here on Sunday night. So absolutely huge game. Um, and, and if they win this, I mean, man, you, you got to be excited about what, what could happen in the future. So I, I think we're all ready to go. I mean, there are there are certainly possibilities here uh, if they win on Sunday night. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, th- I mean, just looking at the next three games, including the Rams, like, okay, if we beat the Rams, I, I'm sure – I'm sure we're, we'd all be expecting the Bears to beat the Giants and and the uh, the Lions. So mm-hmm. I mean that's that's four straight wins right there. Um, if you if you include that Lions win last week, of course. Um, so I mean, look, 
after everything that's gone on this season, we're still right there. This this season is not over, um, and the Bears have a chance to turn this thing around. So, I mean, they have to they have to get it all started uh, this week against the Rams. Yep. This I mean, really, the chance to start it all was last week against the Lions. So yeah, you know, one yeah. put one check mark down, you have another uh, chance to put another check mark in that win column in that box of getting back to the playoff picture. Um, yeah. Hey. We're back. You know, we're, we're back to playoff, looking at the playoff picture, looking back to where we want to be, uh, getting back there. Some some low, low weeks there for a little bit. And granted, there's still some issues that will have to be addressed at some point. But now is not that time. Now is the time to go beat the hell out of the Rams. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You are absolutely right. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> that, I think, is a great way to end this episode. Let's go take care of business in L.A., as always, thank you to you guys, the listeners. We appreciate each and every one of you. Give us some some shout-outs on Twitter. We will love to talk to you about anything Bears. We're always out here. We're always logged on. But thanks to Chris and Kevin for joining me. Uh, we'll be here for a recap early in the week, recap this L.A. game, which hopefully should be a win. But until then, bear down. Bear down. Bear down. Yeah.